Wrestling fans, this is the Money Mogul here, Cash Money Sash, and I just want to say a big congrats to the Dudes at Ringside podcast crew for reaching their 200th episode. Rumour has it that since you had the Money Mogul on your show, your views have skyrocketed. And I'm not surprised because my name is Sash, and Sash is Cash. Hey there, Ringside crew. It's me, Sarah Bubbles. Just at my home, getting ready for a Saturday training. But before I go, I had to wish Metal Geek and Joe Panthers III a very happy one-year anniversary. And fellas, congratulations on reaching 200 episodes. Be very proud of yourselves. That's a huge accomplishment. I can't wait to see you all again very soon. Hey, Ringside Crew. It's me, your favorite, Cosmic. I want to wish Joe Panther III and Metal Geek uh, congratulations on their 200th episode and on their one-year anniversary. What's up, guys? It's Kate Jones, the Galactic Champion from The Wrestling Show. I just wanted to say congratulations to the dudes at Ringside for their 200th episode. Here's to another 200 episodes. Hey, Ringside crew. It is the commander of the Quirky Club, Izzy Shaw here. I just wanted to come on and say a massive Congratulations to Metal Geek and Joe Panther III for their 200th episode. Great work, guys, and I cannot wait to be back on the podcast in 2022. I just want to give a huge congratulations to Dudes at Ringside on their 200th podcast. And don't forget to check out episode 199. Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hello there, Ringside Crew. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tama Cool. Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the 200th episode of the Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, the Metal Geek. What's going on, everybody? How's it going in the chat? How, how, thanks for joining us. So, wh- wh- what's going on, everyone? So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our guest. Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to our guest, the the mafia princess herself, Bella Bronx. Hi everyone. What's going on? How's Nothing going much. Tonight? How about you? Good, good. So, if our fans are not uh, familiar with you, introduce yourself. 
Well, I'm Bella Bronx. I uh, train in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Right now I'm training with uh, Rip Impact. He uh, runs Hamilton Pro Wrestling. I um, I go under the gimmick name Mafia Princess. That's me, Bella Bronx. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was it like working with Santino Morella? It was actually amazing, I'll be honest. Um, the first time I ever walked into Battle Arts Academy, I had no idea about professional wrestling. Like, I watched it as a child, but, you know, I never thought I'd pursue it in a million years. And um, I decided, you know what, um, I was doing a lot better health-wise. I was cleared. So I said, you know what, you only live once. And getting a second chance, you kind of realize life's too short. So I decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to build up the courage. I'm going to go in. I didn't expect to actually do it. Okay, I'll be honest. I, I thought in a million years I could never do this. I, I loved watching it on TV. I was a huge fan, still am. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. Okay, you know what? It, it, it's a nice little thought. So I did the one class and I really enjoyed it. And at the time, Santino, Anthony, he would um, do it like uh, classes where like he would teach you like your in-ring technique. And then one class, like you'd be doing like the drills on the, the mat, the ring. And what really got me was the class that he would sit us on the benches and talk to us about the psychology of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Anthony's like method, his technique of how he explained it just blew me away. And then that's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to stick to this because I really loved his insight on what, like what you could do, how to better yourself, what's expected kind of thing. So it, it, for me, it was an eye opener and it was one of the greatest, like, um, one of the greatest experiences I have. What, was he a tough coach or? Uh... He was strict. I'm going to be honest. Um, he had his moments of, you know, here's your fun time. But when it comes to the mats in the ring, it's put in the work time kind of thing. So I yeah. like, honestly, like either way you love him, no matter what, whether he's strict or not, he's still the greatest, like his technique and everything. He had a strict regimen. So it's you're here, you're putting in the work. That was his technique. So, so what was like your first match like in front of a crowd and your opponent? Like, who was your opponent? So, oh, at the time, it was one of my dearest friends, Bianca. I still keep in touch with her so often. So, uh, she went by the gimmick name Brooklyn. She was like a boxer type thing, and we did the submission shoot match. It was a first, uh, like uh, a five minute time limit, and basically, in order to win this match, yet your opponent had to submit. So. We're going on this five-minute match. Before you know it, this match ends, and none of us are tapping. Nobody's tapping. Either you grab the rope or you're able to get out of the submission. <laughs> so it ended in a draw. <laughs> it was basically draw. a tie. Yeah, no one wins because you have to no tap with your opponent. Yeah, but it was uh, one of the greatest matches I had. I was really happy. My first match to get was with her. Um, I uh, I wish she was still – I don't know if she's still wrestling. I haven't uh, seen her. But um, she was one of the greatest opponents I had, a great friend – and honestly, someone truly to to work with. She was just great. So, yeah. So I mean, usually when somebody like usually starts out, they're there to put somebody over. Am yeah. I correct or am I wrong? Well, this one here in this case, we did like a Japanese style wrestling match. So it was uh, at the time we had a coach uh, Yuki Ishikawa. He was training at battle. He was training the students at Battle Arts, and Toy had the Japanese style wrestling. That's what he loved. So when we were training, you had pro wrestling class and you had submission class at the time, mm-hmm. too. So it was like submission was, I think, every day, but uh, pro was about two to three times a week. So I always did the submission shoot class because I really loved learning how to put your opponent in a submission or like the techniques of Japanese style. Yeah. So his mat, like his idea was the first dark match for this. So it was my first match getting, you know, in front of an audience. 
and it became a submission match, but it was Japanese style under a five-minute ti- uh, five time limit. So his thing was, you're, you're going into this match, you're going to kill your opponent kind of thing. Basically, you're going in there to win. And he's like, your goal is to get someone to submit. That's what he told us both. So he goes, either way, we're not going to know who's going to win or who's going to submit to this, but somebody's going to walk out a winner. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he comes out and he goes, I cannot believe none of you tapped. He's like, e- both of you got out of each submission. So it was, no one could put each other over because we were both basically <laughs> trying to get the other person to submit. Right? You're trying to put them in a submission hold. You're trying to lock it in. You lock it in and the person gets out and you're like, oh my God. It's or very competitive like, right yeah, there. Right? Yeah, it's very competitive. A... But it was one of the greatest, um, God, one of the greatest matches I ever did. I, I learned so much in that five minutes, even though you're practicing and you're learning, but when you're in front of an audience, it's totally different. Totally. Yeah. Like night and day. <laughs> Yeah, so are, are things good in Canada now, or um... well, things are opening up now. Like uh, we're basically starting to go back to normal. So there's a lot of shows going on. Um, there's no, I've noticed no capacity restrictions. There's like a lot of um, venues that are allowing a lot more uh, fans to go in. So which is kind of nice in a way because I feel everything's starting to go back to normal and we can all move on. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of setbacks, like uh, like when uh, I think it was Omicron came out like yeah there were like a lot of restrictions like they started putting the mask rule back on back here but yeah. stuff was but stuff was still open though yeah we have the same thing like we have the restrictions still in some places like uh, i think effective as of tomorrow some places are accepting uh you not to wear the mask um i noticed like yesterday i was at a comedy show and there was eighteen thousand in the air uh it's the scotia bank center here in ontario um there was over 18,000 people in there. So I noticed no restrictions, but you did have to wear a mask if you weren't drinking anything or eating something. So they recommended you wearing that. But um, I noticed it's starting to lift. But yeah, we did have a few issues too with Omicron when it started as well. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what would you say um, your, your, your dream match would be if you could wrestle anybody? That's a tough one. Well, it sounds kind of funny, but... Um, one of my dream matches would be I uh, actually it wouldn't be an opponent. I'd like to tag team with her to be honest. Um Casey Spinelli in Ontario here, she's one of the most greatest uh locker room leaders. She's uh she leads by example. She's truly an inspiration to many around her. I, I had the honor of meeting her when I was at a show and I was just like blown away by her. <laughs> so yeah. I've always wanted to do a tag match with her. That would be a dream of mine. So yeah. So also, like, who was who was like the uh, um, the wrestler that said, "I want to get into the business"? That somebody inspired that inspired you. Well, I started since I was a kid, right? So it must have been around maybe around four or five. I started watching wrestling because my grandfather used to watch it, and you know, you see Miss Elizabeth. She was like the first lady of wrestling, and she like she inspired me. She inspired me as well. Like she was just so classy, sophisticated, elegant, and as I got older, the person who I looked up to and was mesmerized by because I just thought she was like this amazing wrestler, Trish Stratus. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. Right? Definitely. And uh, yeah. like, so now I look back and I'm like, as I pursued training, got my gear, I kind of went by her style. So the Trish Stratus, like, um, basically inspiration. So I guess I would have to say Trish Stratus inspired me. Yeah, Trish Rice is one of my favorite wrestlers too. Growing up, yeah. uh, she she's absolutely amazing, and you she know, is. yeah, great wrestler. 
a fantastic wrestler, and you yeah. know, yeah. That like, what, was, what would you say your favorite Trish Stratus match would be? I would have to say, I have a lot of them. I do. I um, but my favorite one was her retirement match when she uh, won the title against Lita, and it was mm-hmm. like her farewell kind of thing, like because she accomplished so much in all the years that she was there. And basically, to see her leave as champion to me was one of my favorites. I, I enjoyed the match with Mickey James at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was another another classic, you know. Or even the John—I oh, just thought about that. Even the John Cena match when she came back for a surprise against—I think it was against Santino Morella. The Santino, right? And Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Right. Even that, that's the one. Yeah, like <laughs> even that one, just the surprise comeback when like John Cena needed a partner and he found this one at last minute and all you hear is the music and everyone starts screaming. I think I believe that was in Canada, so the pop yeah. was even the pop was even louder, you know. <laughs> right, because their hometown. <laughs> yeah. So we got some people in the chat right now. So you got you got Harley in the chat saying hi to everybody. Hello. We got we got John. <laughs> Saying, can't hi, wait, can't, hey Bella, can't wait to see you again soon and say hi to Papa uh Bronx for me. <laughs> hi John, say hi to Emma and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that's awesome. And how did you come up with your name? That's a, a name. A name. Okay, well, it's a long but yet short funny story, if that sounds funny, but uh, at the time I was coming up with the gimmick and Santino Morella Anthony goes, Okay, so this is gonna be your name. So at first it was Tony. Then we swapped it and it became, I wanted to, at first we thought of Taya, but then at the time Taya Falker, he got signed to Impact. So he was like, okay, this isn't going to work. We need a new name for you. So I was like, okay, so I went through Tony, Taya. Then I went through another name and I can't even remember this one. Then finally I'm ready to debut a week before he goes to me. You know what? You're going to be Bella Bronx. And I looked at him and I'm like, Bella Bronx? <laughs> and I was just like, what kind of name is that? I couldn't even like wrap my head around it at the time. And um, so he's like, unless you come, come up with a better name, I can't, you know, I was like, no, I don't think I can. So I'm debuting the Saturday night and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going as this name. It ended up growing on me. The name actually grew. I, um, it helped build my character a lot more. And that's why like, even like now I went to different places, you're training, you're learning, you're competing at other shows. And they're always like, oh, so you're the same name. I can't change it. It's something now that's become sentimental to me that Santino Morella gave me. Mm-hmm. So it stuck with me. And that's how Bella was born. <laughs> who would you say, who would you say your, uh, what's it called? What would you say your favorite movie is? Oh, my God. I have so many of them. Uh, okay. I, everyone who knows me knows I love scary movies. So I'm a huge Michael Myers fan. If there's a Michael uh, Michael Myers movie coming out, I'm the first one in line to watch it. <laughs> I love comedy movies, so if it can make you laugh, I'll watch it. I'm not really a romance kind of movie person, so I don't really watch them as much. But if I had to watch one, I would. Yeah. We watched Dad 1, 2. Then if we have time, we like to watch Grown Ups 1 and 2 because they know how much I love the, the actors in each movie. So those are four of the top movies I would have to say we always watch in this house. Yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would have to say 
the top movie I absolutely love is The Fifth Element. Fifth Element's probably my top favorite movie. Really? Have you have you ever seen that movie or uh... bits and pieces? I'll be honest. Every time I try to watch it, I catch either like ten minutes into the ending, and I'm like dying to see this, and it's never on. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna watch whatever I, I can catch. Highly recommend it. if you love science fiction action movies. You know, and and it's a little bit of comedies. There's like it's got Bruce Willis, you got Mila Jovovich in it, Gary Oldman. And then you have uh, an appearance by Chris Tucker in it as well. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker is so funny. <laughs> oh, he's hilarious. Rush yeah. Hour, the greatest. Yeah, Rush Hour, great movie. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chris Tucker. Oh my god, man, he he like that. Rush Hour is probably <laughs> that, that's that's a top movie. Which would you say your favorite Rush Hour movie is? I would have to say the second one, even though you you know the first one was really good and it's hard to top, but the second one was so funny. Like the nonstop, like because now Jackie Chan's coming out of his shell, right? Because you saw in the first one he's so reserved. Yeah. Now he's coming out of the shell and he's kind of like Chris Tucker in the second one. So they both like really work well together. So the second one to me wins me over. Yeah, they're supposedly making a rush hour four, but that's been talked for a long time. Yeah, you remember how they were gossiping about, oh, there's going to be a third one coming up. There's going to be a third one. It took so long for the third one. So if they make a fourth one, I'm willing to wait because the third <laughs> one was pretty good. So I'll wait for yeah, the, the fourth. The guy that got thrown out the window and then yeah. Chris Tucker go, that goes, yeah, he's not going to be in rush hour four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you know they're like, oh, so they are working on a third one. You know, it, gets, it gets the wheels going. Okay, so they are working on one. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say your favorite food is? I love pizza. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah. me, me, and Joe on the podcast for for pizza, pizza and tacos. We love pizza and tacos on the podcast. Yeah, pizza, yeah. pizza, hands down every time. Yeah, yeah, pizza. What what, what type of toppings do you like on pizza? It all depends. Sometimes I'm in the mood for just plain cheese, right? Sometimes I'll just want pepperoni. Sometimes every so often I get on this kick because I usually make it homemade, right? So I sometimes mm-hmm. will make just a plain one, and I put, like, olive oil, black pepper, salt, Parmesan cheese, rosemary. You put all the spices on there, and it's, like, nice and thick. And it's so mm-hmm. tasty when you eat it. Like, you can even dip it in, like, sauce, homemade tomato sauce. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? How do you like your pizza? My, my pizza? I love uh, uh, pepper. Pepperoni is probably my favorite, though. Pepperoni and Different. cheese. Are, yeah. yeah. The classic. Sometimes. Sometimes that and chicken bacon ranch is good too. You know, chicken bacon ranch that sounds pretty good. You have, that you sounds really have, good, you actually. Chicken, you guys don't have, you guys don't have chicken bacon ranch over there in Canada, or uh... not that I'm aware of because, like, we have like you know, there's Pizza Pizza here, Pizza Nova, there's Pizza Hut, and then there's like the odd Italian, like local Italian shop that makes them, but like they're standard, right? Like, I in Hawaiian, New York, like um, Boston style kind of thing, like you see all that, but we like, it all depends, I guess, on. I guess like the company and if it's local, how they make it. Cause like there's Greek style, there's like Mediterranean, right? So it's all mm-hmm. like different. You, you got to come to New York to try the pizza here. Cause there's so many different varieties of pizza. You have no idea. There's, there's pepperoni. I can only imagine tea. I'd be in pizza heaven, like just walking around going, where can I go? Sometimes first? they get creative. Sometimes the, the pizza makers get creative. They have salad pizza. There's cheeseburger pizza. Oh, I cheeseburger pizza. I've heard of that one. Yes. Yeah, so, so I remember like I was used to work at this uh, old supermarket. Someone used to make like they used to make a pizza. They used to be a pizza place in the supermarket. The guy would make a, a Big Mac pizza. Interesting. Huh, that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. So a that's Big different, Mac right? Pizza. Yeah. yeah. 
considering McDonald's is so popular and everyone likes burgers. So yeah, that would be kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You have anything else or uh you want you, you want to ask pretty- me or uh uh, let's see. How old were you when you got into wrestling, or when, like, when I, and how did you start the podcast? What how did I start that? the podcast? Me and me and Joe want to do this podcast for like, well, I want to do the podcast for like five years now. Joe was Joe was always the one that was like always. Nah, I'm not good. It's like Frozen. He's like, do you want to build a snowman? And then he would, I would be knocking <laughs> on the door, and he'd be like, no, I don't want to do a podcast. And then finally one day he's like, you know what? I think I'll do a podcast. <laughs> the thing yeah, is, more. I find if you jump in with both feet, don't think about it, you end up getting results that you want, right? You don't know unless you try. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, it's so, pretty yeah. good. I'm glad you guys started it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have any stories from the road or uh, any funny stories? Oh, actually, I have one. I um, I remember. So, uh, I'm going into this reindeer gondola match at the time, mm-hmm. and it was before lockdown and everything. So. I had went for treatments at the hospital prior. So I, the deal was if I was able to get out and I was cleared, I wanted to wrestle in this match. And um, a week prior to before I'm going into this match, I'm cleared, which is great. It's a bonus, right? I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to wrestle. I'm, I'm getting all hyped up. I'm ready. I'm getting my gear, my boots, everything, mm-hmm. you name it, okay? My merch, everything's all ready to go. I go and shovel the snow because we got hit like with a pretty bad storm. And I don't know for the life of me how I did this or how this happened. I slipped and landed right underneath my truck. And the way my foot landed, it bent back. So I sprained my, like I gave my nice, let's just say my foot got a nice little fracture. And this match is happening in two weeks. So I looked at my coach and I said, this is the situation. My foot was like swollen. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing my wrestling boots. So I still went to practice because I was like, I'm not going to let this stop me. So I'm going, I'm like, this is what's going to happen. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, but I still want to wrestle. He's like, okay, we're going to ice it. You know what? If you feel like you're up for it, we can do it. Whatever. I go in this match. It wasn't going to stop me. Okay. So everyone's laughing at me. My family, friends, they're all like, just sit this one out. You can have the next one. They're like, just sit it out. Rest the ankle. Stop. Don't go. Okay. Like, did I listen? No. Being Italian, stubborn, like, I'm really going to listen to you telling me to sit out. I said, I can do this. Like, you know, I'll wrestle. I'll be okay. I'm in this reindeer gondola match. I go in. I'm entering number eight. I'm wrestling. Everything's fine. All of a sudden, I go up for the stratisfaction because I always liked Trish Stratus. So instead, yeah. of, I do it differently. So I go up the t- a three turnbuckles, and then I slip over versus the rope. I go and do that. I flip over. And at the time, Michael Grayson, he's uh, the opponent I have, and I'm, I got him locked in. I flip over, my foot lands, and just the way it lands, I can hear the crack. And everyone's looking at me in the audience, and I have a high pain tolerance, but apparently from the way I looked, I went 50 shades of white, if that makes any sense. Jeez. And my parents are in the front row, my, my sister, my brother, my grandmother at the time, God bless her, and my aunt and uncle and my cousin. Everybody's in the front row, and they're all looking at me, and all of a sudden... I could feel the heat come up from my leg of the pain and my foot just swells out just like this, like a bubble. So I get eliminated. I go backstage. I have three of my like classmates basically trying to yank this boot off and I can't get my boot off. So we had to ice my, yeah. So my story started off as, you know, it started off bad because I had to go for treatments at the hospital, but I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm cleared. 
it's a positive. Yeah, we're going to get in there. After all is said and done, I still ended up having an injury. But I was like, this is never happening again. This is a one-off. But yeah, that was, uh, that was one of my favorite stories to tell everybody because they're like, how did you not cry? How did you not scream? I was like, I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, get this boot off me. Jeez. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I can see everyone in the front row just looking at me, like my sister, my brother, my mom and dad are there, and my grandmother's looking, and she's at the time 93, God bless her, so she's looking going, I think she's hurt, and you can hear her, like, telling my dad in Italian, and then my dad's like, no, she's fine, don't worry, and they're all looking at each other <laughs> going, they're all looking at each other, and you can see them from the corner of their eye, they're all making eye contact, going, she's going to scream, she's going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> my foot was like this and you could actually see it i was like the only thing i could think of was somebody get off this boot please <laughs> jeez <laughs> that that's terrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up in a positive way the boot came off i had a good time and i went in that match <laughs> exactly <It's, laughs> terrible terrible man but it, yeah. it came out good though in the end so that's all good yeah, yeah. that's why that's one of my favorite stories to tell because like it started off terrible it went better in the middle, and then in the end, it just went as a disaster. So I just went with it. I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's good. It's good now. That's it's it. Good. All right. I'll just take it as it comes. That's it. <laughs> so, so wait, it was a disaster story, and then it became good, and then it became a disaster again, or, or yeah, it was even worse. Yeah, because then I had to it's go to the. It was funny. I went to the hospital right after because I was like, okay, you know what? Just to get it looked at to make sure everything's fine. So I get to the emergency. I'm in my wrestling gear. Oh, so geez. the doctors, yeah. So the doctor looks at me. I like I just wore a flip flop. It's December, I think. We, yeah, it was December, and I'm wearing a boot and a flip flop because that was like the only thing I could put my foot in. And I get in there, and this doctor's looking at me, and I was like, "Okay, I'll give you the short cheat cheat, cheat version of it." I was at a wrestling show. I was wrestling. I sprained my ankle a few weeks ago. I went in the ring. I guess I hit it the wrong way. Now it's swollen. Here I am. So he looks and he goes, okay, so we're going to send you home. You got to ice it. He's like, I'm going to give you some Tylenol number three to knock out the pain. Because he goes, I don't know how you're still standing. And he's like, keep uh, like keep it elevated for a few weeks. He's like, don't do anything. So I had to stay home for three weeks after. But, you know, I looked at it this way. I still got my match. So it was good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was happy. Then I went back yeah. to practice once and healed. <laughs> there, there's a similar story that someone told in the podcast that, Somebody actually w- went to the hospital in their wrestling in their wrestling gear, and now yeah. and now and now oh <laughs> sorry, but no, no worries, sa- it's the screen. No, and I was saying to them, I'm like, can you imagine some some of the wrestlers actually going to the hospital in their full gimmick? Well, some of them do because I remember as weird as this sounds, the time uh, how old was I? I must have been nine. Um, my mom worked at the hospital and I was a kid. She uh, she worked in the finance department. And I remember I was waiting for her to get out of work. And it was the next day. So it was Tuesday because Monday Night Raw was here in Ontario. And I saw this guy walking in the lobby. Like he had his like, you know, a jacket on. And I looked over and I was staring at him and I'm like, you know, you're nine years old at the time. You don't piece it together. Yeah, it's really that person. It was actually Edge. What? <laughs> from WWE at, at the time he hurt his elbow and I was looking at and I was sitting there in the lobby waiting for my mom and I was looking and looking like I should have went up to him and said something but I was like no it can't be that's him. not then a good I, idea no right? <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna look like an idiot if I do 
Then all of a sudden I look over and I was like, oh my God, it is Edge. Because I saw Christian pick him up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was like this, a nine-year-old in the lobby going, oh my God. Yeah. 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 So, so like I was saying, like, like imagine like wrestlers like actually going like the hospital in their gear. Like you see Abaddon like on on a stretcher, and then she's just dripping blood from her mouth, and then <laughs> the, like the like, I, and then the nurses and the doctors like, I don't think she's okay. <laughs> no, they look at you. They look at you like, oh my god, is she gonna be okay? How did this happen? It's like okay, another example. Can you imagine a wrestler like Gangrel going into the uh, going into the emergency? And he's covered in blood. Because he comes out and he's like spitting that out, right? Like the spitting the blood out, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, can you imagine? He goes into there and you're like, oh my god, what just happened to this guy? Like, little do they know it's part of his gimmick kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> they don't know that, right? No, because sometimes <laughs> they look at you like when you tell them, oh, so what do you like? You're there for an injury, right? And they look at you and you're like, oh, well, I do professional wrestling. They look at you like, like. And I just stand there and I'm like, do I have five heads? Is there something on my cheek? Like, you look around like, why are you looking at me like that? I guess it's either they're blown away or they're fascinated because somebody's there doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so who would you say your toughest opponent is? Or, or favorite opponent is another one that you enjoyed working with? I would have to say one opponent I really enjoyed working with um, – it would have to be Sabrina Kyle. Like, um, uh, she goes by uh, the Queen of Horror, but I think now she's the Blood Countess, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she goes, um, she was uh, truly, like, someone I enjoyed working with. She was so helpful, so kind. Um, like, kind of paves the way for people. She leads by example, just like Spinelli. So she was truly an opponent I enjoyed working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's the toughest? The toughest? Oh. I would have to say I'm going to give it to Bianca, you know, my first opponent, because to get her to yeah. submit was the toughest part of it. I, like, I couldn't get – I got to give that to B. You know what? She was the toughest opponent to try to tap out. <laughs> yeah, good good for her if she's getting signed. You know what? So yeah. happy oh, actually, I was – yeah, Bianca Corelli, I was so happy for her. She worked so hard. Uh, she, like, each and every day, her dedication, her – her hard work, her positivity, I, just to hear that, I, it was well-deserved. I, I couldn't be more happier for her. Exactly. You know, such a, uh, such a great, and such a great wrestler, you know? You, yeah. All you, got, all you guys are great. You, Amy she, Crimson. She has a great uh, microphone ability. Bianca blows you away just by her microphone ability. Like, she's she's great on the mic, and she's a wonderful wrestler, so it's she, she got the best of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so, do you have any pets? What was that? Sorry. Do you have any pets? And they're welcome on panel for a hello. Oh, I do. I got two dogs. I'm, I'm an animal lover. I love all types of animals. If I could adopt every single one of them and take them home, I think I would. <laughs> I like yeah. the crazy. Uh, my best friend, one of them, uh, she loves cats. So we always crack the joke. She's like the crazy cat lady starter kit. I think I'm the crazy dog lady starter kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So, so dream places you would love to go to. Dream places. To I've always to wrestle. Yeah. I'd or, like to go to or. Mexico. Mexico would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan. And the United States, like anywhere in the United States, like Pittsburgh, uh, Jersey, New York. Yeah. Just to travel the world and see everything. That would be one thing that I'd love to do. Yeah. So, uh, 
see. Um, yeah, so yeah, New York is definitely a, a spot you would love to uh, go to because New York yeah. has no because they have a, a promotion called VPW in New York. I think we mentioned it to you before. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really like that that promotion's really growing right now. So like they st- they actually I think the last show I, I didn't get the numbers for the last show, but the last show they had three hundred people. Oh my god! And it's growing. The show is actually growing. So. Yeah. Definitely a promotion to check out BPW. Yeah. So, you know, and having for sure. Fun, and, what's up? Go ahead. Sorry. Well, we have um, actually, there's a promotion here in Ontario, uh, Destiny World Wrestling. They're pretty good too. Like uh, the gentleman who runs the promotion, George, he's amazing. He gets like talent from everywhere. And they're usually like just like that. Like over 300 uh, fans are usually in the audience. That's why it just brought that to mind. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what, what's your training regiment like, if you don't mind me asking? I uh, try to train for professional wrestling at least two to three times a week. That's one thing I uh, like to do as much as I can. And if I can do more, it's a bonus. I, if I could mm. do it all week long, I would. Mm. And then I try to hit the gym at least another two to three times a week as well. Uh-huh. So if, like with my work schedule, it's a little chaotic sometimes, but I try to do it in between. So if I can't hit wrestling at the night, like at night, I'll work out that night and then the following night will be pro. Yeah. So I'll try to like work around it. Or if I going to do pro that night and I know I can make it, I'll work out in the morning of that day. Do you have, do you have any social medias you want to promote? Or uh... Uh, There's my Instagram, Bella Bronx 90. And there's also my Facebook page, which is Bella Bronx. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, do you no have, worries. Do you have any upcoming shows or, uh, Actually, I haven't taken any bookings uh, until I'm going to be wrestling till summer. I've decided to hold off just for a little bit. I wanted to get the ring rust off since everything's opened up and get back into training again. So just to make sure, I'm going to start in the summer again. Yeah. So so anyway, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, by the way. You, you've been awesome. So, oh, yeah. my pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so anyway, you guys can always follow Bella Bronx at, at Bella Bronx 90 on Instagram and Bella Bronx 90 on Bella Bronx on Facebook. So I'm Metal Geek. No, and you say, you say your name. Oh, Bella Bronx. Bye, guys. <laughs> Later. And we'll see you guys in the next one.